Hi everyone, Matt here. Just a quick message for any new listeners joining us. The current book we're reading is Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, which we started in episode two. So if you're new to the podcast, I'd suggest going back to episode two and binge listening from there so that you can catch up with the storyline and know what's going on. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Ahoy, it's David Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. And this week we are looking at our final episode, our final chapter of this book, guys. Last one. It's this Chris it's gone really quickly. It feels like yesterday we we're doing the first one. We're meeting little Alice. On the... I know, but it's one of those things where I feel like it's done, I often get this, it feels like five minutes ago, but also four years ago at the same time. A bit like, <laughs> a bit like Wonderland, time yeah. is going in circles. It is, it really is. <laughs> I'm actually four years it's old been now. a bit of an ordeal. <laughs> Great, well, so last week we left Alice off in the courtroom drama. We had uh, a who stole the tarts moment, and then we had the hatter on the stand yeah. who seemed to have no idea about the tarts and just talked about his tea time and what day he started tea and 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 we had and bill came back he did that was probably the highlight I'm, am i right uh, yeah no i think it was when he forgot his pencil or oh, he lost alice nicked his pencil and then he just thought he'd write with his finger he was that one kid in the class that was always like, oh, oh, I don't want to announce the battle. Really, yeah. Uh, I just, uh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just happy to be there, I think. I think he's probably wondering how he even got the call. <laughs> but we he obviously was not of kind of a mental sta- sound mind to kind of actually be involved in this whole yeah. process. Yeah. And then we had the cook make the stand because they were asking her about what was in tarts. And she said mm-hmm. pepper, of course, because that's the only ingredient she knows how to use. Yeah. And that was basically the full account of what they got from these witnesses. We aren't really any closer, are we? And it's, yeah, to me, it was just like, oh, okay, this is going to be like, it's going to be crescendoing up to this like, oh, okay. I mean, it's just like, in a way, there's still a bit, a lot of plot to go. So somehow mm. he's going to tie up all these ends. Um, so it's a very exciting precipice from which we stand at this and, point. And we did get a very precipice cliff top. Uh, oh yeah ending didn't we with the whole oh now Alice is gonna be the wizard will see you now Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was a duff duff EastEnders ending definitely with Alice being called to the stand to give her evidence Mm. I'm not convinced she knows anything but we've been with her the whole way maybe she knows more than anyone else at this point in time because Mm. maybe I think David had it right last week when he said I'm afraid that she's gonna be accused of something I have a Mm. feeling that with all of the other things that have befallen Alice, I would not be surprised if her being falsely accused of a crime she didn't commit is added to the list. Yeah, the, this this courtroom doesn't fill me with confidence that its rationality will be. It's like, no. Oh, well, you're probably actually not old enough to be, you know, uh, eat, they're not going to send her to like a juvenile detention centre or, you know. Well, it's only- <laughs> I don't think that kind of thing's in place. Do they, ha- do they have um, sort of... No. Um, a community service in Wonderland. There's lots Can you imagine of imagine <laughs> litter picking around Wonderland. There's there's some rabbits. There's some rabbits in yellow vests. A bit of a, a bit reading. of a rock that turned into a cake. Yeah. Pick that one up. Pop Re- that in the read, bag. Reading to the elderly. Yeah, yeah, that's the next one. I was thinking as well. I was like, what other community service things do they get people to do? Cleaning graffiti and reading to old people. Yeah, it's also worth pointing out just before we start that I don't know if you remember last episode. I remembered the the little accusation. 
rhyme that they said and uh and you two are none the wiser and i said oh that was like a nursery rhyme for me growing up and somebody yeah, yeah. on instagram said that they also knew it growing up oh that's good so i wasn't the only one cheers donna thanks for being on my team <laughs> right so we dive in then chapter 12 alice's evidence here cried alice quite forgetting in the flurry of the moment how large she had grown in the last few minutes and she jumped up in such a hurry that she tipped over the jury box with the edge of her skirt, upsetting all the jurymen onto the heads of the crowd below. And there they lay sprawling about, reminding her very much of a globe of goldfish she had accidentally upset the week before. <laughs> just chucking in a little anecdote from that last... Oh, just Alice's Adventures last week, knocked over a fishbowl. Yeah. It's <laughs> quite nice. First mention of that. I wonder if it was actually an accident, though, or is this just a maniacal way of feeding Dinah, just knocking fish onto the floor for her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also kind of think, I mean, you'd have to be pretty big to knock a jury box over. You think about how big one of those are and how many people are on a jury. She must have, when they said that she was growing, I didn't realise to this extent, like she must be a giant now. Yeah. But they are all birds and small critters, so... Oh, yeah, no, that's easier like, to maybe get normal she's actually size. Her if she's just gone size. to normal size, knock yeah. over a box of birds, be all right, be easy. Yeah. Who knows? I still can't get over that. Box of birds. Box of birds, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I beg your pardon, she exclaimed in a tone of great dismay and began picking them up again as quickly as she could, for the accident of the goldfish kept running in her head and she had the vague sort of idea that they must be collected at once and put back into the jury box or they would die. <laughs> the trial cannot proceed, said the king in a very grave voice, until all the jurymen are back in their proper places. All, he repeated with great emphasis, looking hard at Alice as he said so. Alice looked at the jury box and saw that, in her haste, she had put the lizard in head downwards, and the poor little thing was waving <laughs> its tail about in a melancholy way, Ugh. being quite unable to move. <laughs> I love Bill! So Bill's, Bill's like, just sitting there going, where'd everybody go? He, <laughs> why is it super dark? He's one, of these, he's one of these characters, life happens to him, yeah. not the other way around. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's so true. man. Soon she got it out again and put it right. Not that it signifies much, she said to herself. I should think it would be quite as much use in the trial one way up as the other. As soon as the jury had a little recovered from the shock of being upset and their slates and pencils had been found and handed back to them, they set to work very diligently to write out a history of the accident, all except the lizard, who seemed too much overcome to do anything but sit with its mouth open, gazing <laughs> up into the roof of the court. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening right now. Bill. I can't wait for the Bill spin-off that we're going to work on yeah. together as a team. I would so watch that if that was on Cartoon Network. Uh, <laughs> that would be my favourite show. Yeah. Just build a lizard in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Amazing. What do you know about this business? The king said to Alice. Nothing, said Alice. Nothing whatever, persisted the king. Nothing whatever said Alice. That's very important. Shouldn't that be whatsoever? Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like that's the thing. He's like, nothing, whatever. Nothing, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't believe I you. Nothing. Bring back the gardeners, innit? 
<laughs> but was that was that a thing? Was that more of the phrase? Was it whatever rather than whatsoever? Is that just a? I don't know. I just thought that grammatically there should be whatsoever. Mm. That's very important," said the king, turning to the jury. They were just beginning to write this down on their slates when the white rabbit interrupted. "Unimportant, your Majesty means, of course," he said in a very respectful tone, but frowning and making faces at him as he spoke. "Unimportant, of course, I meant," the king hastily said and went on to himself in an undertone. Important. So is the rabbit just like gurning behind the king as he's talking to him? I guess he's sort of heckling, isn't he? He's like, well, you got that one wrong. I don't like the rabbit. He's a drip. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd be such a, such a like character filled with like, we were so excited for his fabulousness. He's just a bit. He's of a, not that fabulous. Yeah. He's not very nice. Mm-hmm. He's a court clerk, really. No. That's not like. Get alive. Mm. Then it's chapter 12. I'm just like really cynical about the characters. Like, oh, the rabbit. Get it. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. <laughs> All of you, except for Bill. Get. <laughs> Important. Unimportant. Unimportant. Important. As if he were trying which word sounded best. <laughs> some of the jury wrote it down. Important. And some, unimportant. Alice could see this as she was near enough to look over their slates. You're not allowed to do that. That's cheating, really, isn't it? <laughs> a court, you're just like, you're, 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 you're maybe a defender or a witness. You're like, what's going on? No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I hope we got a court painter at this one, by the way. Oh, Wouldn't that yeah. be fantastic? Yeah. But it doesn't matter a bit, she thought to herself. At this moment, the king, who had been for some time busily writing in his notebook, cackled out, silence, and read from his book. Rule 42. All persons more than a mile high to leave the court. Everybody looked at Alice. She's a mile high. Well, no, she's not, but I think he's... uh, I was about to say, how tall is the ceiling? It's pretty tall. I'm not a mile high, said Alice. You are, said the king. Nearly two miles high, added the queen. Well, I shan't go at any rate said Alice. Besides, that's not a regular rule. You just invented it now. It's the oldest rule in the book, said the king. Then it ought to be number one, said Alice. The king turned pale and shut his notebook hastily. Consider your verdict, he said to the jury in a low, trembling voice. There's more evidence to come yet, please, your majesty, said the white rabbit, jumping up in a great hurry. This paper has just been picked up. What's in it? said the Queen. I haven't opened it yet, said the White Rabbit. But it seems to be a letter written by a prisoner to to somebody. It must have been that, said the King, unless it was written to nobody, which isn't usual, you know. Oh, and then there's one of the jurymen says something, but should we make it Bill? Are we just saying that Bill is the voice of all jurymen? I want Bill to have as many lines as possible because I love him. Great. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand. It we're going to get his pay up. We're gonna get yeah, his pay yeah, up yeah. For sure. <laughs> Who is it directed to? Said one of the jurymen. It isn't directed at all, said the white rabbit. In fact, there's nothing written on the outside. He unfolded the paper as he spoke and added, It isn't a letter, after all. It's a set of verses. Are they in the prisoner's handwriting? 
asked another one of the jurymen. But no, they're not, said the white rabbit. And that's the queerest thing about it. The jury all looked puzzled. He must have imitated somebody else's hand, said the king. The jury all brightened up again. And this is where the knave speaks for the first time. So the knave is, of course, the man on on trial, but he hasn't said anything yet. He's a horse and goes, knave! (laughs) 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 Everything is like that. I was just thinking just because the knave and obviously there was that double meaning in terms of knave being unscrupulous. I was wondering if we should make him kind of a slightly dodgy character, maybe like a bit like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or something like that. Do, do like I a bit of a panto villain, kind of dick dastardly. <laughs> I don't know, however you kind of interpret that. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I just kind of like the idea of like a da-da-dun-dun, da-da-dun-dun-dun, kind of as he's talking kind of thing. Okay, okay. Can you do a mwa-ha-ha-ha-ha? Yeah, just got to make him a bit maniacal. Demonstrative evilness. You've done harder. Yeah, no, I really have. I'm not... Oh, okay. No right or wrong answer. No right or wrong. That's the best thing, isn't it? Please, your majesty, said the knave. Wrong. I didn't write it, and they can't prove I did. There's no name signed at the end. If you didn't sign it. He's like I don't know. He's a goodie. He's not, I, yeah. I've lost No, no, no. I've lost it's, the it's, it, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like this guy's on a register. Great. Well, that's what... That, brilliant. We'll commit to that then. If you didn't sign it, said the king, that only makes the matter worse. You must have meant some mischief or else you'd have signed your name like an honest man. There was a general clapping of hands at this. It was the very first clever thing that the king had said all day. That proves he's guilt, said the queen. It proves nothing of the sort, said Alice. Why, you don't even know what they're about. Read them, said the king. The white rabbit put on his spectacles. Where shall I begin, please, your majesty? He asked. Begin at the beginning, the king said gravely. And go on until you come to the end, and then stop. <laughs> How else do you read something? Yeah, I know. Sit, what is Wonderland? It might go read it upside down, and then in, and, and then, then walk till morning, and then eat a carrot, <laughs> and then turn it into shillings and pence. Yeah, <laughs> um, and effectively, we've got another poem, which I know is a favourite of both of yours. So enjoy. They told me you had been to her and mentioned me to him. She gave me a good character but said I could not swim. He sent them word I had not gone. We know it to be true. If she should push the matter on, what would become of you? I gave her one. They gave him two. You gave us three or more. They all returned from him to you, though they were mine before. If I or she should chance to be involved in this affair, he trusts to you to set them free exactly as they were. My notion was that you had been, before she had this fit, an obstacle that came between him and ourselves and it. Don't let him know she liked him best, for this must ever be a secret kept from all the rest between yourself and me. That's the most important piece of evidence we've heard yet, 
said the king, rubbing his hands. So now let the jury... If any one of them can explain it, said Alice. She had grown so large in the last few minutes that she wasn't a bit afraid of interrupting him. I'll give him sixpence. I don't believe there's an atom of meaning in it. The jury all wrote down on their slates. She doesn't believe there's an atom of meaning in it. In it. (laughs) (laughs) But none of them attempted to explain the paper. If there's no meaning in it, said the king, that saves a whole world of trouble, you know, as we needn't try to find any. And yet, I don't know, he went on, spreading out the verses on his knee and looking at them with one eye. I seem to see some meaning in them, after all. Said I could not swim. You can't swim, can you? He added, turning to the knave. The knave shook his head, sadly. Do I look like it? He said, which he certainly did not. (laughs) Right, I'm interrupting you. Okay. So uh, there were some accompanying hands, which are absolutely perfect. Imagine... Gripping, gripping your thumb, forefinger and index finger together and bringing them round to face vertically up. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> like a maniacal double Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's quite funny with the whole kind of poem thing because obviously Alice has been attempting to find meaning in everything she's seen so far in Wonderland. And this is the first instance where someone has read something that's nonsense and she's gone, I don't think there's any meaning in that. It's true. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. just this done. is the first time she's done that. Is this like end of her tether then? She's just like, I've had a yeah, I think Somebody's she is. life is on the line. I'm not going well, to... Think, well, I think she might also just finally be accepting that this land doesn't have any rules or any logic or any meaning behind it and so it's almost like she's finally starting to become aware of where she is or suddenly starting to understand how the place where she is works now yeah yeah maybe just figure it all out just and she's had enough Mm. mostly do i look like it he said which he certainly did not being made entirely of cardboard (laughs) (laughs) i I, I always forget that they're playing cards yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) so random question of going to like the toilet it's just like oh i can't get through the door it's like (laughs) oh clearly not a swimmer if he's made of cardboard unless he's on his back and then he just floats it's like that's true until he gets a bit soggy if yeah if it rains in wonderland is there a massacre probably they all just have to duck and die for cover i mean i don't know yeah you definitely couldn't play croquet in the rain, could you? No. Because uh, no. your little hoops would get floppy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so far, said the king, and he went on muttering over the verses to himself. We know it to be true. That's the jury, of course. I gave her one, they gave him two. Why, that must be what he did with the tarts, you know. But it goes on, they all returned from him to you, said Alice. Why, there they are, said the king triumphantly, pointing to the tarts on the table. Nothing can be clearer than that. Then again, before she had this fit. You never had fits, my dear, I think, he said to the queen. Never, said the queen furiously, throwing an inkstand at the lizard as she spoke. (laughs) 
the unfortunate little Bill. <gasps> Poor Bill. Poor Bill. I, I love the fact that he keeps getting referenced, though. It's a, it's a dream. I know. I think Lewis Carroll realised in the last chapter that actually this all should have been about Bill the Lizard and that yeah. Bill the Lizard is actually the main star of this book and Quick, that he should have put more of him in earlier. Yeah. The unfortunate little Bill had left off writing on his slate with one finger as he found it made no mark. But he now hastily began again, using the ink that was trickling down his face as long as it lasted. <laughs> Resourceful what little Bill. Sight! What a guy. Then the words don't fit you, said the king, looking round at the court with a smile. There was a dead silence. It's a pun, the king added in an offended tone, and everybody laughed. Let the jury consider their verdict, the king said. Wait, what's a pun? I Sorry, don't I know. That. I sort of skipped past it in the hope that someone else would figure it out. She talked about having a fit in the poem, and then she said... Then, and then he said, then the words don't fit you. Oh, okay. There have right. been a lot don't of fit bad you, puns. It's not bit, even noteworthy. Bit, right. And this okay. one is even highlighted as a pun by it's the like, king. It's going like, it's the same word. Okay. That happens quite a lot. Cheers. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it was almost ever... like Lewis Carroll realised that this one was so terrible that he even has to flag it up. He's going to have to signpost it otherwise, yeah. Just so that you even notice that it was there. <laughs> Let the jury consider their verdict the king said for about the 20th time that day. No, no, said the queen. Sentence first, verdict afterwards. Stuff and nonsense, said Alice loudly. The idea of having the sentence first. Hold your tongue, said the queen, turning purple. I won't, said Alice. Off with her head, yeah. the queen shouted at the top of her voice. Nobody moved. Who cares for you, said Alice. That's the Queen, you know. know. And she's getting literally and figuratively very big for her boots yeah, right yeah. now, isn't she? But maybe now she's that she's like, like a mile tall. Push comes to shove, I will end you all. It's as easy, like you know. Yeah, you're a card squasher. You are a card. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope this book doesn't end with Alice going on a massacre of tearing them all to shreds. Godzilla would be. Uh, That's a bear. I was going to try and do the Godzilla noise, but I ended up doing a bear. (laughs) We'll go with it. Who cares for you? said Alice. She had grown to her full size by this time. You're nothing but a pack of cards. At this, the whole pack rose up into the air and came flying down upon her. She gave a little scream, half of fright, half of anger, and tried to beat them off, and found herself lying on the bank, with her head in the lap of her sister, who was gently brushing away some dead leaves that had fluttered down from the trees upon her face. Oh, so now we're back in the real world. That was too quick. It very quickly brought us back. Crashing to reality. Very quickly. Yep. I wanted just like some chaos, and then the chaos turns into reality, and then... then It was just getting interesting. I, I was waiting for a big car chase. I was waiting yeah. for... Or a card chase. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for the Duchess to be like, pull up beside the court of your room going, oh, get in and, you know, and run away and, oh, rubbish. Wow. Or she's like, she's got her head on the block and someone goes, wait! I yeah, exactly. Know. I've got a new piece of evidence. Yeah, or like the white you know, rabbit like or Bill. Mm. Bill the lizard gives an inspiring speech which makes everyone turn away from the uh, murder of the system. <laughs> It'd be funny if Dinah uh, turned up, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's, like a giant cat just bumbling in. 
Alternative endings to Alice in Wonderland. That would be a lovely nice, discussion. A competition. We can win them. Now, she's just woken up. Her sister's brushed some leaves off her face. And yeah, the, the leaves are obviously meant to be the real world of the, of cards. the cards. So she's felt the leaves and that's yeah, yeah. inspired the cards piling on her. But then sister, sister says something to her. Wake up, Alice dear, said her sister. Why, what a long sleep you've had. Oh, I've had such a curious dream said Alice, and she told her sister, as well as she could remember them, all these strange adventures of hers that you have just been reading about. And when she had finished, her sister kissed her and said, It was a curious dream, dear, certainly, but now run in to your tea, it's getting late. So Alice got up and ran off, thinking while she ran, as well she might, what a wonderful dream it had been. But her sister sat still, just as she left her, leaning her head on her hand, watching the setting sun, and thinking of little Alice and all her wonderful adventures, till she too began dreaming after a fashion. And this was her dream. First, she dreamed of little Alice herself, and once again the tiny hands were clasped upon her knee, and the bright, eager eyes were looking up into hers, She could hear the very tones of her voice and see that queer little toss of her head to keep back the wandering hair that would always get into her eyes. And still, as she listened, or seemed to listen, the whole place around her became alive with the strange creatures of her sister's dream. The long grass rustled at her feet as the white rabbit hurried by. The frightened mouse splashed his way through the neighbouring pool. She could hear the rattle of the teacups as the March Hare and his friends shared their never-ending meal, and the shrill voice of the Queen ordering off her unfortunate guests to execution. Once more the pig baby was sneezing on the Duchess's knee, while plates and dishes (laughs) crashed around it. Once more the shriek of the griffin the squeaking of the lizard's slate pencil and the choking of the suppressed guinea pigs filled the air, (laughs) mixed up with the distant sobs of the miserable mock turtle. So she sat on with closed eyes and half believed herself in Wonderland, though she knew she had but to open them again and all would change to dull reality. The grass would be only rustling in the wind and the pool rippling to the waves of the reeds. The rattling teacups would change to tinkling sheep bells, and the queen's shrill cries to the voice of the shepherd boy, and the sneeze of the baby, the shriek of the griffin, and all the other queer noises would change, she knew, to the confused clamour of the busy farmyard, while the lowing of the cattle in the distance would take the place of the mock turtle's heavy sobs. Lastly, She pictured to herself how this same little sister of hers would, in the aftertime, be herself a grown woman, and how she would keep, through all her riper years, the simple and loving heart of her childhood, and how she would gather about her other little children, and make their eyes bright and eager with many a strange tale, perhaps even with the dream of Wonderland of long ago, and how she would feel with all their simple sorrows, and find a pleasure in all their simple joys, remembering her own child life and the happy summer days. 
The end. Was it just me who was like listening to that ending with the Lord of the Rings ending music? <laughs> <laughs> In my head, all I could hear was. Da, 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 da. Let's get Kate Blanchett to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that at the end, he's gone really out of his way to try and give a reason for or like an inspiration for every single thing that happened to her in wonderland like oh the cattle's making noise was the the turtle and with far more uh description than he's written in the entire book really there was the most eloquent bit of prose in the entire book yeah it it was but i tell you what was lovely reading that and sort of go, hearing all the characters referred to again. Mm. I was then revisiting our adventure through all of those things and, yeah. and remembering all of those characters <laughs> and, and the conversations. The, the baby pig, you're like, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a mosh. Totes a mosh. There wasn't any music playing in the conservatory, but there was. But there was in yeah. my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the madness setting in. So there you go. What do we do I now? Mean, I guess, okay, so my first thought reading that was... I think I knew somewhere in the recesses of my mind that this was a, it was all a dream story. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of knew it, it was coming, but I feel like it, if it was going to be a, this was all a dream story, I think he did it in a nice way. I didn't like, other than the, the sort of the sharp snap back from the courtroom to the thing, which I suppose is as sharp as you would when you wake up anyway, That's it's true. sudden, you know, um, I, I expected it to fall flat. And actually I did. And I did sort of feel somewhat elated by the end rather than like, oh. Well, he kind of went for this nostalgic, mm. rose-tinted glasses look back over the whole adventure. Yeah. To kind of make you feel warm and fuzzy inside yeah, it was the end of it. Like Vanessa Redgrave at the end of an episode of Call the Midwife. It was all just sort of summed up in, <laughs> in, a, very, <laughs> in a very kind of cosy way. But for me, I still agree with you when you said in chapter one that as soon as you know it's all a dream, it just undermines any inherent drama that was in the story. I, yeah, I feel you're like, oh, like, Alice is going to die. It didn't happen. But was, yeah, it's all, going of, to happen, all yeah. of the stakes, all of the tension is non-existent it's not now even real, because is it? nothing yeah. matters because it's not real. It would be, yeah, it would be nice if it was kind of left in a position of well, however, however it end, but you could like it could give you clues to that to the fact that it was a dream or clues to the to otherwise. But if his if his inherent reason for uh, writing the book was um, to sort of elevate the fact of oh, it, being able to imagine and being able to you know create these worlds is really really important and it's like shapes lives and all that sort of thing. If that was the reason he did it, then I understand. Um, but yeah, I agree. When you started talking about the sister and her thinking about the story of what she got told by Alice and the rest of it. I was wondering if we were going to have a bit of like an inception ending yeah. where the sister then sees a white rabbit run past with a watch and you're like, oh, maybe it was real. Or maybe the sister's also asleep. Or I was expecting something like that. If yeah. this book was written 100 years later, you know it would have one of those twisty, twisty endings. Exactly. With a little yeah. like wink from yeah. a rabbit at the end. And you're like, oh, yeah. was it? Was it? Yeah. 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 Or the sister grows a snout and then, and then you go, oh, no, now it's not. She's and then, the yeah. pig, baby. Yeah. And she wakes up in Mordor. It's like, ah! <laughs> I'm um, looking at Spark Notes just to see if there is anything significant about this last chapter. I mean, it would, be, it would almost be rude if you didn't look at Spark Notes. <laughs> it's been 12 weeks of Matt going, so I've been looking at the Spark Notes. Uh, <laughs> but Spark Notes was a, a, like ending. Nothing, no comment. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's no conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> 
Go on then, Matt. What does Sparknotes have to say? She starts to grow when the Mad Hatter bites into his teacup and she reaches full height during the heated exchange with the Queen when she points out that her antagonists are nothing but a pack of cards. Alice exposes Wonderland as an illusion and her growth to full size comes with her realisation that she has a measure of control over the illusion. And that once she understands that Wonderland is a dream, she wakes up and shatters it. So they're almost trying to say that her her growing size is her growing awareness of where she is and what is actually happening. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does actually. It... They've been able to chart all the different sizes she's been and sort of how she's been like emotionally or like intelligence wise maybe because like when she's been really small that was at her most sort of vulnerable and can uh state of confusion mm-hmm. and so yeah that that does make a lot of lot of sense because there's no way it would be a oh she just grows up and down just just for a laugh yeah like yeah because obviously apart from knocking the jury box over her size was not significant to the storyline at all you could have taken her growing out of it and story-wise it would have still worked. Apart from the king using that random rule against her, yeah. it didn't really have any effect on the plot. But it, so but she it did almost say, has to then be a metaphor for something in order to make sense as to why it was even in there. Yeah, but she did, she did sort of say at one point uh, that she wasn't, well, she sort of thought to herself that she wasn't afraid of talking back to the king and the queen mm. because she was so much bigger than them. And she's like, well... I could easily squash them. Yeah. So there's that sense of yeah. her just getting her confidence and getting her, the authority that she's like, Growing, no, yeah. do you know what? I like, I've, you know, I've had to pander to every person I've met along the yeah. way. And now she's feels like she doesn't need to. It says here as Barnett, Alice finally understands the futility of trying to make meaning out of her adventures of Wonderland. Since every part of it is completely incomprehensible. This message is meant not only for Alice, but for the readers of Alice's adventures in Wonderland as well. Just as the court complies with the king's harebrained readings of the poem, Carol sends a message to those who would attempt to assign specific meanings to the events. So it's almost like him talking directly in a parallel to the reader, basically saying like, don't try and add any kind of hidden meaning to my work or try and look into anything that's happened the irony of that being on spark notes (laughs) (laughs) i know i know because we've literally had 12 chapters of them reading into the ins and outs trying to assign meaning to every single twist and turn and now in the last chapter it's like yeah carol doesn't want you to try and assign it you can imagine the spark notes office when they were writing their entry they're like oh guys i've just just realized that the last chapter is sort of telling us not to (laughs) not to make any scholarly comment at all Next week, we've got a little bit of a special episode for you guys. We're going to be doing an epilogue um, to commemorate our first book having been finished. Uh, We have a special guest with us who's going to be talking through some of the theories surrounding the history of the book and why people think it was written or what might have inspired it. And then we also have to finish up a lovely quiz which so I'm very excited about out. because I love a quiz. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm as, a big very as we've established from this podcast today, there's, I've, I've completely got the wrong end of the stick quite a few times. So <laughs> I'm aiming to get a question <laughs> right, mainly. <laughs> it's good to have goals. So we will find out which host knows the most. Oh, yeah, that's nice. The man that edits it. And you can join us there next week. If you have any insight as to what you thought of this chapter, then you can contact us on our email, which is thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or if you want to add any more comments about what you think, we've got Twitter, 
We're at Lazy Book Club Pod. Or whack us in your Insta story at Lazy Book Club Pod. We really do appreciate you guys sticking with us for this whole book. And we would also like to send a big thank you out to all the people who have been recommending us on Twitter. We do see the recommendations when they come up on our social media. So we really do appreciate you all sharing and spreading the good word about our little podcast for us. Thanks very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.